Welcome to this special edition of Apex Sunday. We're doing uh, some coverage on the greatest drivers. We can't cover all of them, but we're going to start in the early days and move forward. Uh, don't forget to click like. Don't forget to subscribe. And please share this if you like it. And click, you know, click thumbs down if you don't like it. But please do click something. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> This is Rob. This is this, this is Rob, and I'm John. Hello. So, with Lewis's hundredth win and hundred and one pole positions, he's Formula One's first century man. He's got a century of poles, a century of wins. No doubt, he's going to get more wins and more poles. But we're going to start from the beginning, and we'll start with Juan Manuel Fangio. Some who some consider him the greatest of all time. Perhaps you do. I'm not so sure, but. Let's talk about Fangio's record. Okay, so if we take a look at Juan Manuel Fangio, taking a quick look at his numbers, he had eight seasons. He contested 51 races. He had 29 poles in those 51 races. He won 24 of them. He podium in 35 and had championships in five of the eight seasons. So, you know, the top record, unbelievably, in terms of percentages, he's got 62.5% championships. He's on pole 56.9%. He won races 47.1% and podium 68.6%. So that is probably unbeatable in the history of Formula One. Nobody will ever John. touch it. Nobody's going to touch that. And, no. and, and, and people like Jackie Stewart, people like Emerson Fittipaldi, uh, who isn't on our list, we aren't coming up covering mo we aren't covering a bunch of great guys ascari mm. and anyway they all very clearly state that the greatest driver of all time is fangio right if you move forward through the era eras i don't think you can say that i don't think there is a greatest driver of all time definitely the best of his era oh absolutely definitely the best of his era yeah Nobody i agree with that hundred <laughs> percent right yeah and when you're racing at that time, it was much more dangerous, and he was in the uh, the front engine cars, wasn't he? I remember seeing footage of him. He's always got these these huge steering wheels and so forth. But you no, know, mm -hmm. as you say, best of his era, he distinguished himself at that time. So let's move on to Nicky Lauda next. So he contested 13 seasons, and he contested 173 races within that. He had 24 poles, 25 wins. 54 podiums and three championships. So we see in contrast to Bongio, the numbers are way, way down. 23.1% of championships, 13.8 on pole, 14.4 for races and 31% for podiums. But regardless, unbelievable record as well. I mean, three championships, 23% of of championships in all the seasons that you've contested is pretty impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, and the, he, lots of podiums too. He was the first machine that I remember. Mm -hmm. He was the, he was the first non character. I mean, if right. in that era of, you know, he came in at the end of Graham Hill's era mm -hmm. and Graham Hill was a multi champion and all of those guys were characters like partying and, Right. Playboys having a blast. Um, but yeah, what a god. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that movie that was made about him, what was it called again? 
I can't remember. Driven, wasn't it? Yes. Not a bad film. What did you think of it? I, I was scared to watch it. I thought I was going to hate it and I ended yeah. up loving it. That's why I say it's not a bad film because yes. usually, usually they're very, very bad, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of the greatest car films ever. It's right up there with Grand Prix and Frankenheimer's Grand Prix and Le Mans. The, yeah. Those Do you think he's sort of the, uh, sort of the prototype of the modern driver, the way he worked, the way he oh, talked yeah. to his mechanics and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but, that, but yeah, yes and no. I mean, you've got to realize that in that same era there or earlier, there were people like Bruce McLaren and, and Brabham and Surtees that built their own car. Right. Um, they aren't the only three, uh, right. but they're the one they built their own car and they were working, you know, 20 hour days seven days a week and testing and, and they were just building Grand Prix cars. Mm -hmm. Well, M McLaren wasn't anyway. And funny Lotus. thing about Lauda also is that he had to pay for some of his drives to get started. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's mm -hmm. uh, very, very interesting. Up next, we have Jim Clark and he contested nine seasons and 72 races out of that. He had 33 poles, 25 wins, 32 podiums and two championships. So, Again, if you look at the race wins and polls, like 45.7, 34.7% on the podium, 44.4%, you know, this, this story with all of these guys is consistency, basically, right? And delivering over and over and over again and getting these numbers. And that's why they're champions. And that's why they have so many wins. And I know Senna was a huge fan of Jim Clark. He was known for his timely consistency you know the same lap time lap after lap after lap I, I wish i had seen him race i've only seen some footage of him and some documentaries he put he'd never put a wheel wrong he he was a master 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 pilot it, jackie stewart said that he, he he's the best man he ever raced against right right and that he was far superior than jackie uh, tragic that he died. Nobody ever thought that he could die because he was just such a fantastic driver and he died in... in was that an F2 race in, in an F2 Yes. Yeah. And went, in, went into the woods and that was it. Yeah, back tragic. in the days. Tragic. Oh, yeah. Very, very bad. But mm -hmm. speaking of J Jackie Stewart, who's our next driver, so let's take a look at Jackie. So he contested nine seasons, and in those seasons, he contested 100 races, 17 poles, 27 wins, 43 podiums, and three championships. So again, you know, a quarter of the races or over the quarter of the races he contested, he won. He's close. He's over 40% in terms of podiums and 33% in terms of championships. So quite, quite remarkable. And he didn't start in the greatest cars, did he? He was my first, his era was when I got in, uh, interested in Formula One. I, I was 11 right. years old, I guess, and, right. and went and saw him race at Mosport and just watched him slaughter everybody in the Tyrrell. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and he started out with Matra and raced uh, very hard and put the car where it didn't belong mm -hmm. and, and got noticed. And then... Right. I think it had to take a lot of courage for him to go with, with Tyrrell because Tyrrell was building his cars on a dirt floor. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, 
<laughs> it's just 71 73 championships yeah. in 1971 and 73 up against some really really formidable drivers mm -hmm. not that all of these guys didn't have that but you know, yeah sadly he, was, he retired a little bit earlier than many people thought he he would have right because mm -hmm. many deaths and severe went and uh, that was the final straw for him so you know that's the other unfortunate story about going back in the past is there's more according to his biography i read his yes. biography a few years ago and he decided halfway through that season that that was going to be his last season but he didn't tell anybody right. he told he told ken terrell and nobody else didn't tell his wife didn't tell anybody hmm. and then when Francois Severo was killed, who I managed to see in his last race in 1973 at Mosport. That was enough for him, and he just backed out. Yeah, Severo probably would have went on to win a championship or two, do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And according to Jackie, he was, he was there. Right. Uh, and that was just a horrible, horrible, horrible death. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's so another he example of a guy who, you know, didn't start out with 100 winning all the time or anything, but he grew into his role. And uh, unfortunately, we never saw him afterwards. So, and then unfortunately, we have probably your least favorite driver, I'm guessing, next. And that would be our Nige, Nigel Mansell. <laughs> <laughs> so, he does have a lot of wins. That's why he's on this list. He's contested 15 seasons, 188 races, 32 poles, 32 wins. 59 podiums and the one championship. I know he was close to a second, but that didn't work out for him. So he had a very mixed career as well. So pretty low on the pole positions for this amount of wins, but pretty high on the podiums. And of course, with only one championship, he has only 6.7% of the championships he contested. So what are your thoughts on Mansell? He, for me, when I got into F1 in 92, seeing Schumacher and Mansell race at Spa, I came into F1 with no perception and no knowledge of any of the drivers or what their history was and so forth. I quickly came to conclude that Nigel Mansell likes to complain. <laughs> yeah. And that would be kind of his defining personality trait. But uh, as a driver, I guess he had a reputation. They called him the lion when he was at Ferrari. I guess he was sort of a, a field driver. Although having said that, he got along with the active suspension Williams, which Patrese hated because he couldn't feel it. I guess Mansell trusted that it, what he couldn't feel for that. Prost the same way when he went. Uh, it just isn't that Williams. bright. So he. I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. But in in my mind, Nigel Mansell is one of the best that's ever been when it comes to racecraft, but not driving. And mm. his ability to keep people behind him, it's right up there with Michael Schumacher's ability to punt people off the track. Right. <laughs> so basically, that's your, your summary of Mansell. Yes. <laughs> okay. So up next, we have Fernando Alonso. So let's take a look at him because for Fernando, it's very interesting because of the kind of choices he's made and where he's went. So let's take a look at Fernando. So 
He's top in terms of seasons. He's tied with Schumacher at 18 contested seasons. He's top in the number of races he's contested with 329. Of that, he's got 22 poles, 32 wins, 97 podiums, and two championships. And you can see that his championship numbers in terms, in terms of percentage, pole and race wins in terms of percentage, pretty low. Podiums, fairly high, especially for that amount of races. So. This is a prime example of a very, very, very top F1 driver, perhaps easily in the top 10, I'd say, of all time. And yet, he's only got two championships, and you know his numbers don't compare very well with some of the others, but that's because he's got a very long time in the sport, and he went to Ferrari at the wrong time because Vettel was at yes. Red Bull at the time. So he won his championships with Renault and he went to McLaren. That didn't work out with him and Lewis. So what are your thoughts on Alonso's record so far, especially in comparison to these other drivers? I think that he, he fits in the same slot as, as a whole heap of drivers that are absolute genius drivers that just never got in the right chair. Yes. Like Ster Sterling Moss belongs in this list. Right. He really belongs in this list. He is one of the great, greatest of all time. And many, many would say the greatest of his era. Mm -hmm. Never won a championship because he never got in the right car. Yeah. Um, was it because of his personality? I don't know. Sterling Moss was the first guy to get major, major, major payday. Alonso, on the other hand, just the wrong car, man. Like he never got in the right car. His prime example is he's, he's well past his best by date and look at how he's performing yeah. so imagine i mean the guy should have 10 championships under him but <laughs> yep yeah absolutely it's a story of it's like a driver's it's not just their talent there's so many factors the decisions they make how they get along with people you know it goes on and right. on and on who their engineer but, is yep but fernando is easily one of the top you know i think he's one of the top drivers of all time so me too but you know he, the numbers don't show that, but he is a, a, at least a two-time champion, so there's that. Mm -hmm. So next up is probably most people's selection for the greatest driver of all time in Formula One, and that would be Ayrton Senna. So he contested 11 seasons, 162 races. He had 65 poles, 41 wins, 80 podiums, and three championships. So we see pretty high numbers, a quarter of the quarter championships of the races that he contested or the seasons that he contested. He's on pole for over 40% of the time. He won a quarter of his races and basically just shy of 50% of the podiums for all of the races. So, you know, that's why he's Ayrton Senna. That's why he did so well. And that's why he's a legend. <laughs> And he didn't necessarily do it with the fastest car. He was able to do it when he didn't even have the fastest car. And right. on, and God knows it's, he's in the same boat as a few other the few other of the people that we've talked about. That you know, if he'd continued on and he hadn't tragically lost his life, how many championships would he have won? You know, he, yeah, uh, and and he was the model in my mind for Schumacher. Right, a cross between him and Nigel Mansell. He took Nigel Mansell's racecraft. Schumacher took the racecraft to a new level. But right. oh my God, 
like work ethic. Senna was the I think Senna was the first one to devote his life right to, to you know the I shouldn't say that but uh, the first great driver to dedicate his life to working with the the team to develop the car for himself. And uh, Schumacher also took from him the running into people. They both <laughs> yes. That's yes. the unfortunate yes. thing about yes. those those particular champions, those two champions in particular, you know, their reputations are soured by by that factor. So let's move on to one of my favorites, but not one of yours, Alan Prost, who has just slightly better record than Ayrton Senna in terms of championships. So he contested 13 seasons, 199 races. From that, he had 33 poles, 51 wins, 106 podiums, and four championships. So, you know, 30% for the championships he contested in, in terms of the seasons, that's pretty high. Pole position, I'm not surprised to see that a bit lower because he wasn't the great, uh, like the fastest drivers. Quarter, sorry, 25% of the races and 50% of his podium. So, again, very, very impressive record. Known as the professor, what do you think of that sort of that sort of nickname for his reputation is that it's perfect name he deserves right it's, it's perfect you know what he was a brilliant 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 driver mm -hmm. um had some major shortcomings yeah you don't I, you said the rain right all you have to do is look at the the look at his podiums look at his percentage of podiums mm -hmm. take a look at that number again and and yeah the guy <laughs> jesus yeah, fifty-two point five percent. That's that's absolutely mental, and yeah, attitude. Yeah, a, 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 a great driver, but I wouldn't put him in the top for, in my mind because he's not all around. Mm. You know, yeah. It's it, you, the thing about pros that interests me, as say compared to Villeneuve or Senna, who are known to be drivers that you can see them driving, you can see them squirreling around and so forth. You know, Prost is obviously the opposite of that. You, you rarely saw him lose it or squiggly and so forth. So, you know, the professor, because he's a smooth driver, but is it more than that? Is he just, is it precision? Is it he's a lot control? He's like, right. he's like Nicky Lauda. You know, it, the, dif the difference is if when you look at a villain of, Heck, if you look at Lewis, if you look at Kimmy, when they get out of shape, they gather back up again. Yeah. They Same gather. with Hamilton. And 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 they have the ability. Yeah, they have the ability to do that. However, you didn't see Lauda get out of shape much. You didn't yeah. see Prost get out of shape much because their approach to their driving style was so different. They'd mm -hmm. go and they hammer their line. They'd figure out the fact they were smart enough and skilled enough to find the fastest line and like jimmy clark just so precise yeah and they call them clinical it's these are the kind of words precise clinical mm -hmm. and so i think people associate that with less passion and less emotion for the sport and so forth but it's just a different way of, of winning <laughs> I, I see i don't i don't consider that an all-around driver i don't mm -hmm. Because now I have to know that I'm going to go into corner three 
yep. uh, too hot and I'm going to compromise my exit to pass somebody. And he didn't do that. He wouldn't do that. And hmm. ni neither did, um, uh, well, Jimmy Clark did because he had the skill to just lap everybody. But um, <laughs> that preciseness is what Lauda had. And yeah, so I, it opens up the door when you when you can look at, you know, Jacques Villeneuve driving around the outside where people look at it and go, what are you doing? You don't do that there. And right, right. he'd do it. Or uh, Gilles Villeneuve, the same thing. His dad and, and James Hunt and a bunch of other drivers that would do that. So I don't, right. I don't, I, it's just not my kind of driver. Hmm, I see. Yeah, I think I would probably be that type of driver. Calculated smooth. I think you would be too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess just the type of personality and the way you approach things that defines the way you drive as well. All right, so let's move on to the top three in terms of wins of all time. And next is Sebastian Vettel. So he's contested 15 seasons, 272 races. Off, out of that, he had 57 poles, 53 wins, 122 podiums, and four championships. So again, we see some pretty high numbers, especially the podiums. That consistency will get, get you those championships. Pole position, not that much, but still 20%. That's still pretty high. Same with the races and the championships, a quarter. So very, very good numbers for Sebastian. And he, along with, I guess, Schumacher and Hamilton are sort of the true modern drivers in the era of reliability of cars which makes a massive difference. And that's why they have mm -hmm. so many numbers as well, mm -hmm. right? But having well, said I, that, they've delivered in that era, right? So, And close to triple the races that, that they had in the era of, of Fangio. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. people can say, well, they have it easier in the terms of they've got more races to make more numbers, but then they've got more races to make less impressive numbers as well you know so it's sort of it's relative and that's why we look at the percentages but sebastian you know he reminds me a little bit of alonzo in the fact that he went to ferrari to try to win a championship with them that never happened and you know it's unfortunate i think he might have a have a couple more championships in him if he had made some slightly different decisions as well so he still might he still might yeah, he's, he looks like he's going to stay around, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. So next up is number two in terms of wins, and this is no surprise. It's Michael Schumacher. So he's up there in terms of seasons with Alonso. He contested 18 because he uh, came back with Mercedes later in his career. So there were 308 races. Out of that, he had 68 poles, 91 wins, 155 podiums, and seven championships. So... We see that championships, 38.9%, second only to Lewis and Fangio, 29.5%, so close to 30% race wins and 50% podium. So impressive, impressive numbers as well. Impressive numbers and yet not loved mm -hmm. because of the way he did it. Right. And uh, ruthless is all get out. And Senna is more loved than he is. A lot of people will dismiss Michael but you know what? I never thought anybody was going to beat Michael's numbers. No, I didn't either. think any any team could could 
keep a, a number one driver like Lewis and have the dominant car for the length that they've had the car. He was a god. He was just like Senna in that he was so ruthless. Yeah. He would do anything to win, anything mm. to win. I mean, driving into walls to stop qualifying because he had full position. <laughs> that kind of says it all. You know, it's like, I'm not going to yeah. let anybody else beat me, whatever it takes. I don't care what it is. If I have to yeah. break somebody's legs, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Strange mentality. And through that uh, mm -hmm. faux documentary that we saw, mm. I laughed don't aloud. Use the word, don't use the word documentary. <laughs> That's why I put faux in front of it. <laughs> but I laughed aloud when... Uh, I think it was Coulthard saying, no, Michael, you make mistakes as well. Mm -hmm. And he, Michael's like thinking for a while. No, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, I find that hilarious. So let's move on to the century man, Lewis, who's had 101 polls and 100 wins. So let's take a look at his record. So he's got, he's contested 15 seasons in that, he's contested 281 races, 101 poles, 100 wins, 179 podiums, and seven championships. So second, yes, only to Fangio in terms of the championships he's won in the seasons he's contested, 46.7, so close to 50. Pole position, very impressive, 35.9, 35.6 for the races, and 62.6 for the podiums. So that's why he's the century man. And he definitely is the embodiment of the modern driver in the modern era. And he's definitely the driver of his era, I would say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he'll go down in history that way. I don't think he is. I, I think that if... Of this era? You think Alonso yeah, might be better? I, I think that Alonso's attitude is, would wipe that chance out, I think. Mm -hmm. But there are many other drivers that just never got the chance, like Hulkenberg, as an example. We could pick we could pick a dozen. The big thing with Lewis is the numbers are so skewed because he dropped he jumped straight into the fastest car. He jumped right. straight into a, a winning car from mm -hmm. the beginning of his career. Mm -hmm. And and just his whole career, he's had the fastest car. So he better have those numbers if he's willing to hang out and do that. All that said, all that negativity, there's the positive end of it and and his constant improvement in his skills and his listening to the team. I don't know if he has the ability to, to develop a car. I don't know if he has that. Um, I know that he can listen and I know he has the skill to drive it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure any of us know about development skills. How do we know that? Well, I'm so far divorced from this. I, I don't. I don't think that that comes into play in the same way as it did 15 years ago. Hmm. I remember Senna saying that uh, he wanted. It was Martin Brundle, but who was the guy? Uh, Mark Blundell. He wanted him <laughs> as his test driver. He said, "This guy wants. He needs to be my test driver." Like he was very specific on what he wanted done. So. Yeah, today, these days, like, test driving is almost non-existent right. anyways, you know. Right. So I will say that Lewis, like you said, he's expected to, he came in with the, t the top car with the McLaren, and then he went to Mercedes, who weren't top on his first year, but after that. 
absolutely the top car. Right. But, you know, he delivered again. He's, he, he did what he needed to do against all his teammates. He lost to Nico that one time, very closely contested championship. It reminds me of Mark Marquez in MotoGP when he gets a new teammate and he says, well, if you're driving for Honda, if you're not on the podium, it's a disaster. You know, so he outlines his expectations and people got down on Mark saying, oh, you know, you're trying to discourage your teammate from winning. But the fact is he drives for Honda too, or rides for Honda. So he's expected to have those podiums and wins as well. And so Lewis has gotten those wins, those podiums, those pole positions throughout his entire career. He's had, you know, little bits of dips here and there. I remember of Felipe Massa and him didn't keep, <laughs> had a lot of uh, contact a couple seasons, but otherwise with all that pressure and all those expectations, I do think he's this era's driver. Okay. Go for <laughs> it. I, I, look at uh, the numbers will, will attest to that. Mm -hmm. uh, has he ever been a number two driver? No. Right out of the gate. Never been a number two driver. Yeah, and but right out of the gate, he, he scored the amount of the same amount of points as Fernando Alonso. So with the faster car, I, you know what? No, it was the same car though. The same well, was it? team. Yeah. Was I don't think people go on about all that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, they were favoring this guy and that guy, but I don't think the engineers and so forth were sabotaging anyone or anything. Like I, that. I don't Yeah, I, I was there. I, I got to watch his first win. Yeah. He's a great driver. He's a great driver and he's hard on himself, which I think is mandatory. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So going forward, I saw Ross Braun saying he thinks Lewis can get up to about 120 wins. He's got two more seasons at least. It's I'm not so sure about that. We'll see how Max does this season and next season with the new cars and so forth. But like we said, we didn't think that Schumacher's record of championships would ever be matched. No. It may be surpassed if, if he wins his eighth this season. So... We could see some other great drivers. And as far as I'm concerned, we've got Norris, Russell. Uh, Max Verstappen is a child. Sainz, Verstappen, you know, uh, He's Leclerc. still a child. Yeah. He's still a child. <laughs> and if we look at the drivers in terms of percent for each category, measuring each category against the number of races slash seasons they've participated in, we see Fangio on top in every single category, with Lewis in second in every single category which places him amongst the very best of the sport. And of course, F1's only century man thus far. More stories to be written, oh, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'd like to congratulate Lewis being the century man. Amazing achievement. So Absolutely. good for him. Kudos. Yes. Yeah. All right, John, thanks for the quick chat about these top drivers. And uh, we'll see you next time. You've got to tell me who your favorite driver is before you say goodbye. Because I know you have a favorite, you must have a favorite driver. Uh, I've had a favorite team, that would be Williams. So I hope they do better going forward. Driver, uh, I mean, I guess, I think right now it's going to be Lando. Lando and Danny, the two McLaren drivers. So 
Danny's been my favorite for quite a while. And Lando this mm -hmm. season has become a favorite of mine. So what about you? Of the current drivers, it's Lando hands down. Right, right. I'd like to say Alonso just because I'd like to see him come back. But he's a little bit long in the tooth, I think. And what about yeah. historically, all time? Do you have one? Oh, no, no, I can't, I can't go there. I can probably go through the eras. And I've read an awful lot about these guys and what the, all the, you know, the uh, drivers from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And and they're just some unbelievable stories. So it's kind of tough to say. You know, you can I I, I love Jackie Stewart at the time he was racing. Um, yeah, I'm not fond of Stewart after he raced. His he's too corporate for me. He's too mm -hmm. oh, you shouldn't appear this way and that way. I mean, he made a lot of money working for corporations and talking for them and so forth. So I understand that, but you know, that's not for me. If I could pull one guy out of out of history and and say i can plunk him into today it would mm. be it would be clark i, I, I mm. would take jim clark i think i think fangio um that was in a day where car control was a completely different thing yep uh, and and he raced a lot of um endurance racing but anyway yeah i i kind of agree with that i i mean i i take clark and prost maybe those are my two smooth type of you know those are the type of drivers that appeal to me <laughs> so <laughs> it would probably be them and then there's jill and then there's jill villeneuve yeah what jill a... uh did you get to see him much yes but i didn't yeah. see him in grand prix i only saw and i didn't actually get to a grand prix that he raced in but i did see him in the under formulas i saw him in atlantic and did you see uh, him in on television in formula one? Oh yeah every yeah. race okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously it was before my time in terms of F1 fandom. So mm -hmm. I've read a couple of books about Gilles and I think he's another guy. He's known for a, a field driver, like he can feel his way out of anything kind of thing. But he was also extremely intelligent and thoughtful about how he raced, I thought. Another sad death in, in this sport. The Donaldson, the Donaldson book is on yeah. Dylan. It was the one to read. Yeah, that's the one I read. Sorry, sorry to grind it out, Rob. I I have to make sure that we ask people to click the like and share and subscribe. Subscribe, and comment. And, and comment and look at our other shows too. Okay, great, John. Thanks. Thank and you. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Bye, Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. Bye-bye.